0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ShananaCast. This is ShananaCast episode eleven. eleven. Yes, I looked episode it 10, Episode ten was the Halloween. Was the Halloween one? I remember. I remember thinking while editing how perfect it was that Halloween was ten. Um, it would have been better if it was thirteen, but I mean, well, no, because we we put it on Monday, so it wouldn't have been thirteenth on a Friday. It would have been thirteenth on a Monday. Nobody's scared of Monday the thirteenth. Are you kidding? I hate Mondays. I hate Mondays in general. Monday the thirteenth isn't special, though.
1: <laughs> no knights of the Templar were ordered to be massacred on Monday the thirteenth.
0: Nothing bad ever happens
1: on Monday the thirteenth, except that
0: it's Monday and you have to go to work on Monday. Anyway, I, I don't go
1: to work on Monday. You don't go to work on Monday. I don't go to work on
0: Monday. Mondays are great. Anyway, hello everybody, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I am your host, Sinstaku, also known as John, and with me today
1: is John of course. Also, also known as William. And? Units. Also known, <coughs> also known as the guy with the frog in his throat. Ribbit, <coughs> ribbit,
0: ribbit, ribbit. Also known as Austin. <coughs> and the guy who's choking to my left. Anyways. Hello everybody. Welcome to the podcast.
1: I apologize for any mic spikes that may have occurred that cough.
0: You just apologize for all mic spikes that occur ever. How about that? <laughs> They're all my fault. <laughs> Rip headphone users. <laughs> Rip and peace headphone users. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about mechanics, game mechanics, specifically uh, some of, some of our mechanics that that we have the,
1: particular passions about. The, the necessary are, evils, if you will. Those that
0: are poorly implemented, those that are well implemented, and those that are that you know sort of where the middle ground lies between. Um, and, uh, so, and, and so, and so, the thing that sparked this conversation uh, was today we streamed, we began streaming Lords of the Fallen on Bloodbath Bonanza, and that is a game. It's a game. It is a game. It, it, it's a beautiful game. It's it's a very well crafted game. It's a very well crafted, well crafted art style for the game, and it, it was it was well thought out. The uh, Execution execution of some of its principal mechanics are kind of not great, um, specifically revolving around the big bastards with shields. Uh, <laughs> that's just their ne- I don't care what their actual de- creature designation is anymore. That's their new creature designation.
1: In, um, in, in when you died, there were times when it didn't feel like it was your fault. It just felt like that enemy was designed in such a way that there was nothing, I, there was yeah. nothing I could have done about that particular occurrence.
0: Yeah, there were there were lots of, and this chair is very squeaky. Um, there was there was it, it was lots of the game mechanics implemented poorly, causing us to fail, as opposed to and it was all three of us because we all three had a hand at it. It's not just
1: me. Um, to be fair, I'm not good at Dark Souls games. Yeah, but but
0: you know, there, there's a certain so, level of there's a, there's a certain level of issue that we were having with the mechanics themselves, like you know, like enemies turning on a dime, uh, tracking. It's
2: like I'm very good at Dark Souls, and I should not have to take that long to kill one
1: enemy. Exactly. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah. W- William did the best because he didn't immediately die. But he sat on one enemy for, like, six minutes. I mean, it, and it wasn't a boss. It wasn't a mid-boss. It was an enemy that there are multiple of.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I'm not bad at Dark Souls when I actually am not goofing around on stream. I actually am quite good. But we both William and I were having issues with it. And it's not <clears> just... Like, there was a while there where I stopped talking because, well, and you guys were talking and I was actually focusing down on the game. And I was still having difficulties because of these... Frankly, broken mechanics that they had in the game,
1: and it was not a hard difficulty setting or anything. It was, There's no
0: difficulty. There is no. There difficulty. is no difficulty setting. Yeah, it's it's the, the normal difficulty, um, and so that got us talking about you know various other things that we've we've commented on before, uh, mechanics that we take personal issue with, mechanics that we enjoy, um, mechanics that you know we might play up, not liking but actually do enjoy, um, things like that. And so uh, well, we'll start with the poor implementation of mechanics first. Uh, and and the one that I have railed at again, railed at, railed at, and railed at time and again on stream, is RNGesus, the random number generator in games. Um, it is. I know there are ways that it can be that it can be implemented well, but hello cat.
1: But nine times out of ten, it is not implemented well. Well, and I feel like it's it's a necessary evil because. Having ran- having everything be guaranteed pulls a lot out of the game. The random number generator adds a bit of suspense, some tension, some. Not you, you have, really, some, You adds, have to stack the odds in your favor. I
0: feel like it adds frustration more than anything else. Like there's, there's nothing lost in first-person shooters that don't have an RNG telling you whether or not you're going to
1: hit. Yeah, it's a completely different. It's a completely different genre. of yeah. game.
0: Um, things like like, so so random number generator for those of you that don't know, although I'm pretty sure everybody does, is the series of mechanics, the the, the machine or the AI or the program in the background of a game, typically strategy games, uh, strategy or tactics games, that does a whole lot of math to determine a random number. Um, and that random number, supposedly, is as random as rolling a dice. It's not as random as rolling a dice because you have a bunch of math being done to determine a random number.
1: Um, well... But, but random number generators have gotten very good at being random. They're 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 tied to various things, but I mean, technically, rolling a die isn't always random because it's a piece of plastic and it's not perfectly weighted.
0: Yeah, but it's you know it's as close to perfect randomness as you can get. Yeah, um, "quote unquote" perfect randomness. Whereas, and and they're trying. So the the issue I feel arises from a machine doing a bunch of math to recreate a not perfect random system in the first place. So you've got, like, third... You've got third-cousin-twice-removed random, as opposed to not-quite-perfect random. Um, And so... A lot of issues happen, especially when the game just outright lies to you. um, Which some random damage generators do. Like, XCOM's, XCOM's percentages lie to you. They don't. They do legitimately, like... Especially on, like, impossible settings. On the harder difficulties, the game... Like, developers have like it actually in the like development notes and everything that the RNG lies to you at higher difficulty numbers. Um, it's it 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 predicts an, it predicts a percentage like 5 to 10 percentage higher
1: than you actually have just, just to make it more, quote unquote more difficult. To make
0: it quote unquote more difficult.
1: Whereas instead of just telling you oh you all, we lowered all your percentages of what we told you.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's and that that's part of the game. It's not like that's not like an accident in the code. That's that's a that's a specifically
1: designed aspect of the harder difficulties of XCOM. Now to clarify, in in, in any sort of because ta- mostly random number jaders are in tactical games, strategy yeah. games. Um, and I grew up on a lot of a lot of turn based strategy games where they give you you're going to make this attack. Here are the here are what the odds favor. <clears throat> and it, it was a little bit. It was nice to have the random number generator because when things turned out against you. It, it was a test of, okay, well, how well can I compensate? I think a lot of what it comes down to is how, cr- how big is the punishment for failing the random number generator test?
0: Which is part of what frustrates me so much with it. In, in some games, there's not... You missed a shot, whatever. In XCOM, you miss a shot that would have saved your party. You well, miss a shot... And then the retaliation or the consequence of missing that shot is total party wipe.
1: Yeah. XCOM is such a punishing game and such a control-heavy game. That the randomness is basically, roll a dice, see if you get fucked. Um, Um, And and this happens in, I mean, and this is one of my biggest problems with D20 systems. Yeah. Is that D20 has 20 sides. And if the numbers aren't really, really big, there's a massive variation. Yeah. And what happens? Because at
0: that point, you're controlling the numbers. You're you're, you're you're controlling the numbers when you have bigger numbers in, like, 3.5. Like, in mean, 3.5, if you've got a plus 15 to hit and you need to hit a 20, well, you only need to roll a 5 or more. So
1: you're controlling the variation. Whereas in 5th ed, when you get a plus... A plus 3. Yeah, when your proficiency bonus is a plus 3 and your strength bonus is a plus 3, you get a plus 6 to hit.
0: Yeah, so you, now you... And if you need to roll a 20 to hit, now you need to roll a 14. So it makes the, you're, you have less control over the variance on the D20. And it's, it's weird that it doesn't bug me in that situation, but it does bug me in, like, the video game situation. And I think the reason that is, is because I have more illusion of control in because video games.
1: Because you're, well, and also I think you have more, I think you have more illusion of control over the randomness, because you're rolling a die. You physically see the numbers, you can do the math, you know everything is in front of you. Random number generators are behind closed doors.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's probably the biggest issue that I have <clears throat> with it. Like, I understand it mechanically, but the, the thing that I always say is that when you have a game of tactics and strategy, the random number generator at any point can throw your tactics and strategy out the window.
1: And again, it depends on how punishing... How the failure resulted. is. Yeah, if, if you're playing a strategy game where you have you know 50 troops and oh this tank got messed up and my formation here is broken and I need to regroup, that's one thing. But when you p- have a squad of five and three of them die, and it's one, and it's a game of one shots. Yeah, it's a game
0: of one shot, one kill.
1: This, In, is, this is this is also this also comes down a lot to
2: personal experience and preference because some of us have more issue with others the experience <laughs> than others. So,
1: some of us the dice are always against us. <laughs> Some AKA of the dice are always me. in our
2: favor. <laughs> A.K.A. me. Um, I play a lot of a game called Space Hulk, uh, which on PCs, uh, very very well done, very true to the board game. Everything is on a d6, a yeah. single d6. Yeah. You roll a d6. If you roll a six, you kill something. If you don't, nothing happens. Yeah. And that's how. And you have to. Wait your actions to get as many shots in as you can, so that you will hopefully roll some sixes. Yeah, that's just how the game is designed. I personally really enjoy the idea of waiting your waiting the odds in your favor, so that no matter how many failures you get, you still succeed. Yeah,
0: and and well, and, and in that case, you can though. You still like, got a
2: squad five, and they will kill you in one hit.
1: Well, yeah. and and again, it comes down to the part of it is is the 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 level of of not only level of consequence, but how. How much control you have over weighting the dice?
0: You don't have any control over weighting the dice in XCOM. No, you
1: have more control over weighting dice in XCOM than you do in Space Hulk. No, you and don't. Space
0: Hulk is literally just a d6. Well, because, because Space, Hulk is, Space Hulk, is... Hulk is a d6, it's a it's a set amount of chance. What's the dice that they roll for XCOM?
2: You have a percentile die,
0: which you to hit. Yeah, you have a d100, effectively, um, and a d100 that lies to you.
1: Mm. <laughs> Well, and 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 what you have to do in in, in XCOM is basically high risk, high reward. You to increase your odds, well, because here's what is: if you are worried about the random number generator, you can play very defensively, and you almost always have low odds, but you lower the consequences. If you yeah. play aggressively, and try to get that eighty percent by going really far forward into, into you know in minimal cover. That's what causes you to get punished. And yeah. for a player like you, who I know for a fact, you are very aggressive. Well, no,
0: I'm, I'm very good at XCOM. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't think I've ever streamed it. But I am actually very good at XCOM. But t- I, I, can beat, I can beat a campaign of
1: XCOM without losing anybody. Yeah, and, and as you see, the random number generator, it it's frustrating when it fails. Yeah. Because the time that it fails is typically when you have put all the effort into getting the number as high as you can... And that one in five chance of failing an eighty percent hit range feels really bad, and yeah. because you threw somebody out in the open to save your squad, because you were already in a problem. It's it's yeah.
2: it's, a, it's a case that I put as much effort in and failed that frustrates you a lot more than this is a forty percent shot. I don't exactly. care if I miss. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That that's that's where because I've 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 spent all that effort. I've positioned my squad as best I can. I've been outnumbered, but I'm I mean I'm in like a tightly controlled area. And so my chances of dying are low, but I need to kill this one guy to open it up to get out of this area. Yeah. I miss that shot, then they come back in and they're using, quote-unquote, the same RNG. They hit every shot, even though they have a lower percent chance to hit, and kill my squad. And, and again... That's where I start throwing things. Part of the way
1: that <laughs> the, that memory works is you remember the exceptions to the rule more than the rule yeah, itself. and that's You're fair. remembering all those times, which... And again, that's that's the fault of that. That's part part of the fault is random number generators with large variants like that have that issue where high risk, high reward. You will remember those moments when you're when you're when your eighty percent chance fails.
2: You won't remember those. You won't remember the twenty times before that where your eighty percent chance hits exactly
1: because that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, and so and 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 just like you though, you'll remember those times when it's like I've got a ten percent chance to hit. And I crit, like in Shadowrun, yeah. when uh mechanic lady with a grenade launcher wrecked everybody with very minimal chance. Yeah. That stands out as, aw, oh, that's awesome. So that's when the random number generator gets really fun to look at. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like it's better when they just don't show you. Yeah, I think, I
0: think um, not showing the percentages would make me less angry. Not see, either, either show me the entirety of the RNG or show me none of it. I think is probably the best two would you, ways would to you rather,
2: Would you rather if in XCOM they gave you a breakdown of where your percentages are coming from? Like you have this from height, you have this from the yes. gun you're using, you have this from your skill. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, would much, I would much rather see a full breakdown of that 95% to hit or that 80% to hit so I can see where there are flaws in my positioning yeah. or I can see where there's flaws in my weapon so I can, I can then adjust. Whereas all you see is an 80% chance to hit well, and you miss three times from. in a row. Yeah. Like, well, why is this telling me eighty percent chance to hit if I'm missing every or time?
1: If, if, like you say, when the developers like, well, to make it harder, we made the number generator read ten. Temp- you know, we just lowered it by ten, but we kept the number generator the same.
0: And to be fair, that's on the that's on, that is on the hardest difficulty of XCOM yeah. when that happens. But
1: but that's something where that's just a feel bad because it makes you feel like I'm not rolling to these percentages. Yeah. Um. I would much rather be like we we you know you have a minus ten maximum difficulty penalty to all your percentages. And it just tells you that, so you know that. Exactly. When As you, opposed to When you possible. show everything...
0: Yeah. Show it, your it math. Feels, yeah, you show your math and you feel better about it. Um,
1: because I, like, I know where I need to compensate yeah. for. So it, it, it's definitely a necessary evil, it, and it can be very good. Um, I just feel like sometimes... And to be clear, XCOM, I feel, is probably one of the places where they implement the RNG the best, which is
0: why it frustrates me so much when it... Fucks me over, <laughs>
1: yeah. but I mean, there's there's other games like there there's Blood Bowl, where it's like oh I've got this all in my favor oh I rolled double skulls, it's a feel bad but and there's not but and but with Blood Bowl I don't get as frustrated
0: I mean I get frustrated,
1: but you just lose a turn.
0: But I understand I get I get as frustrated but I see where it was and I see that there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just re-roll. Sometimes you you have two dice. Sometimes you have three dice and you roll all skulls, and then you re-roll and you roll all skulls. It yeah. just happened to me. <laughs> Like sometimes that just happens. Yeah. Um, it still it still kind of irritates me because in, in a perfect world, an ogre should never get knocked out by a goblin. But it's hilarious when it happens. It's hilarious
1: when it happens. Well, and, and Blood Bowl is a less serious game. It's more yeah. that's hilarious.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you and
1: XCOM of, is a very stressful, tense game.
0: Yeah, XCOM is... And, and so you have all
1: this stress on top it, of it. It's kind it. of like, and imagine... And then the
0: RNG betrays you.
1: It's kind <laughs> of like, imagine if when you played chess, you had to roll a percentile die for your queen to take out that pawn. Yeah. That would be the most frustrating.
2: Except chess is a game of perfect information.
1: Exactly. And so you remove little section of perfect information.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, when you market as a game of perfect information, you present
1: perfect information. When you don't, that's a whole different strategy that yeah. you need to apply. It, but, it's true, but that, but, but, but the,
0: co- the, the statement still applies, yeah. though.
1: All I'm saying is, it, it drastically changes the way that you have to play and you have to expect the game to work. And there are some situations where the level of tactics and the level of how much hinges on a random number generator...
0: There's also a problem in our perception of the random number generation. generation. So, if you look at an 85% chance, you expect to hit four out of five times, or three out of four times. Let's say three out of four. Three out of four times you expect to hit
1: with an 85% chance. 75% chance to hit, actually. 85 is a four out of five times. Oh, 85 is four out of five? Okay. It's actually a little better than that. But.
0: So so let's, let's say four out of five. Four, four out of five times you expect to hit with an 85% chance. When you miss three times in a row, the expectation, your expectation was flawed. Because it's not... Eighty-five. It's not. You roll it's, three dice. It's, it's, it's you not, roll one dice three times. Yeah. Um. And and so the expectation is flawed, but it's flawed based on the presentation. And it's kind of like and it's not probably also our human our human
1: way of interpreting it, numbers. It, it, it's kind of like when, when I roll a d twenty and I roll a one and then I roll another one. It's like what are my odds of rolling a one this time? The exact same they were the last two times.
0: Exactly. But you have this weird expectation that it the, should the, be the dice. In your the favorite. dice owe me
1: better. It, it's yeah.
0: It's because you have
2: you have the same chances of rolling a one each time you roll a one. Each time, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you roll five of the dice at once, mm-hmm. then the you chances have are higher answer. that one of them will not be a one.
0: Exactly, and I, I, I think we we, we misinterpret the fact that the RNG rolls dice one at a time. Mm-hmm. And so there's you have just as much chance. Like even though it's an eighty five percent chance to hit, you have just as much chance of rolling a ninety five. As you do of rolling at 45. As you do of rolling at 45. Because it just
2: picks a number from one, between 1 and 100. Yeah. Yeah. It's in your favor, but still perfectly... If, with... it, if it picks any of these numbers below ninety, below 85, you hit. But if it picks any of those numbers above 85, you miss. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so that... But it's not a guarantee, and we expect it to be a guarantee.
0: Yeah, we expect... Because well, you think in, in real life terms, 85% of the time is a good percentage. But in numerical terms it's 85% of the time is exactly the same as 95% of the time is exactly the same as 15% of the time when you're, if you're only picking number. one number because if, you're only, if, picking, stu- if, you're, if you're, you're
2: only picking one sample size, you don't see a percentage. Yeah. yeah. If your sample size is one, you get a hundred percent of what your result is. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And if you, I have an 85% chance to pick seven, you have just as much chance to pick 10 because it's just a number Yeah, out of, it's a, it's a number out
1: of numbers. Um, it's, it's like when you're rolling that d20 you're just as likely to roll a 20 as a 1 as a 1 as a 10 as a 15 you're not more likely to roll the middle numbers
2: no it, it's it's you, ha- you are just as likely on this die on this on this die you're just as likely to roll any any number whether that number will be a success
1: is what is what, is what you're is what you're modifying yeah. yeah so an 85% chance is more likely to succeed but it's not a guarantee and just because you failed the last time does not affect your current roll yeah. at all
0: and Just because you succeeded the last time does not does not yeah. affect your current role.
1: But I think I think we've talked this pretty one pretty much <laughs> to death.
0: Pretty much to the ground.
2: Um. <laughs> so we move so on. Speaking of things to that... my least favorite mechanic, I'm going to say of all time. Go ahead. Is the real time clock? I hate it so much because I am so impatient.
0: So explain what it is.
2: So the real time clock is a mechanic that is incredibly pervasive throughout games especially free to play games or games with microtransactions is the idea that to build something to acquire something to complete something you must wait a certain amount of real time a certain amount of minutes hours days however long (laughs) the clock feels you must wait
1: typically this this was done in a lot of games that are free to play to encourage you to spend money to speed things up yes which,
0: Although lately it has been done in games that you already pay sixty bucks for, and then they want you to pay more real money to speed it up.
1: Yeah, and so which is
0: what uh, Jim Sterling coined as "fee to pay, fee to pay." Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of a this is this is one of those mechanics that is actively used by publishers to be scumbags. Um, there are there are instances where it is good. There are instances where it's important, where like like in Fable. Yeah, in,
2: in Fable, it's used to determine your rent income because as as you as you pay as you play the game Fable, the more houses you own, the more money you make on rent, and the rent
1: occurs in five minute increments of real time. And you can't just be like, okay, well if it's game time, I'll just go rest for three years. Yeah,
2: and then just have infinite money.
0: Yeah, but you can't. But what it does do is like you're you're still earning when the game is off.
1: Yeah, because the game clock is different. Which, but it, the the awkward part is, it's it's a it's a way to grind money that favors people who don't play the game as much.
0: Yeah, it's like interestingly, yes. I
1: I just if I step away from this game for a few
2: days and come back, I'll have more money than I than I went yeah. than I left with. It, yeah,
1: it, it's odd because it actively favors people who don't play the game, or it's, it could be like I haven't played this game in a year. Pick it up, I'm wealthy. I'm suddenly rich. <laughs> so um, it, it's
2: really weird because it. I feel like in Peter Molyneux's mind, it's that you've been playing the game the entire time. Yeah. You've been playing Fable for a year, building up this rent income. Um, and really, it's just, I just kind of stepped away for a week, I come back, suddenly I have all this money. Where'd this yeah. money come from? So
0: it's, 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 it's a game, it's a mechanic designed to stop you from just bankrolling throughout the game with your rented properties. And it's also designed to reward you as you play. The, the original idea is that every five minutes of play, you get money. Like, while you're playing the game, you're just racking up money in the background while you're off doing quests and doing things, and you come back, collect it, spend it. Go back, keep playing the actual game, come back, collect it, spend it. What it's become... has It's, it's become a, a way of arbitrarily increasing gameplay length in order to incur, encourage or incentivize you to buy more stuff. The most egregious of which is... Uh, certain games by certain comedy companies that currently have a hashtag about them. Uh, fuck Konami. Um, the uh, uh, so like Metal Gear Solid Five has uh, a, a base building mechanic where in order so, so Metal Gear Solid Five you build a base, you build a mother base. And in order to make it run, you kidnap people <laughs> by faulting them, by attaching them to a balloon and rocking them to the sky. Which is fantastic. And and because it's hilarious you, because you are Big Boss, they immediately start working for you because you're Big Boss, Big Boss. You're a legend, Big Boss. You are, <laughs> the the whole big boss mer, uh, mercenary interaction is hilarious in Elgar Solid Five. But anyways um, It's a privilege to be held
2: in your iron grip at your side. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a
0: privilege to have my neck snapped by you, Big Boss. Um I- anyways. And so to to run the base you get people, you, you hire "Quote unquote volunteers," quote unquote um, <laughs> via balloon extraction, <laughs> um, and in order to how the the amount of people that you can house is determined by how many facilities you have created. There's a there's a platform for each department for each team at Mother Base, and then you can expand those platforms out. To expand those platforms out uh, costs time. Now in the base game in the base in the in the in the, in the base game there's nothing you can do to, to 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 quicken that. You know, as you build your platform it takes 3 hours of in-game time by the way. It's based on the in-game clock, not the computer clock. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't continue building when you're out of the game. It only builds while you're in the game. But there's no
1: resting 3 hours
0: mechanic. real time. Yeah. Doesn't matter how long you rest. 3 hours There is a resting mechanic, but it doesn't affect yeah, it. Yeah, there is a resting oh, mechanic, and it just doesn't that's... affect it. That's gross. Yeah. So three hours in game time for this to build. It does not. It's not based on. It's based on your play time. Which is
2: funny because it does affect it in cinematics. Yeah. Like there are cinematics of Big Boss arriving at Mother Base, stepping back and smoking the Phantom cigar as the base builds around him.
0: Yeah. Like like you can you you see things happening in in game time as it passes, but it's based on but the base building aspect of it is based on your play on your play time, not your game time or your real lifetime. Then there's the Forward Operating Base. The Forward Operating Base is the multiplayer Metal Gear Online aspect of Metal Gear Solid 5, where you build bases very much the same way you build Mother Base, and you stock them with, with troops, and then people come in, and uh, people come in and raid you, and you can raid them. In order to build your bases, the Forward Operating Bases, which affect your capacity of your principal Mother Base, by the way, so, like, the bigger your forward operating bases are, the more people you can hire on. So the
1: multiplayer affects the single player drastically. Yeah, the
0: multiplayer can, like, because, like, the maximum...
1: Which, by the way, is garbage because there are people who only want to play the single, single player. player. And but suddenly the... you're getting punished.
0: Yeah, you're getting punished because if you don't build out all your forward operating bases... Oh, and you can't build out your forward operating bases if you're not online.
1: That's some garbage.
0: Like, you, can't tur- you can not turn off the online features, but if you turn off the online features, you can't build up your forward operating base.
1: Now, now real quick, as a side note, we, we didn't mean to talk about this, but games that punish you for only playing one mode of play, either single or multiplayer...
0: I feel like we'll talk about that a lot. That's some that, garbage.
1: That's going to involve
0: uh, some other things. Because when I buy a
1: game, I buy it because I want to play it in a certain way, and when yeah. it says no, you have to play it both ways.
0: Yeah, that um, that's some garbage. That's some garbage
2: right there. There, there are some games that like, implement cohesion between the two modes rather well. And there are some games that do it, like, garbage. Like, yeah, I, but
0: the games that punish you for not... If, like, if, Mass
2: I, Effect 3 implements cohesion between single and multiplayer rather well. Yeah.
0: Because... You improve
2: your chances of getting a hundred. You, you you can get to a hundred percent military st- military readiness
1: easier if you play the multiplayer. But you, it's but totally if you're a com- but if you're a
2: completionist, you can still get a hundred
1: percent readiness without well, ever touching the multiplayer. Honestly, if yeah. I'm if I'm if I get a Metal Gear Solid game, I really I'm not getting it for the multiplayer. No, it's not why I get. But a I mean, g-
0: Metal Gear Solid Five is the only one that has multiplayer.
1: Yeah, and and suddenly it's like not only we add multiplayer. We're going to make you use it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't use it, but. Uh, but yeah, so the forward operating base...
0: It's not, I haven't even gotten to the most egregious part of this yet. The forward oh. operating base uh, builds in real time just like mother base, and it affects mother base too. But let me guess... But you can pay real money to buy mother base credits to speed up the, bu- the base building of your forward operating base. Oh, by the way, if your enemies invade your base they can steal your people permanently and never come back. So you can permanently lose people that you have spent time in game in single player acquiring. Especially if you like put your S rank people out on the forward operating bases. Yeah, you can lose them permanently as well as your resources that you've put into the forward operating base. Oh, but wait. Konami has Konami has 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 a thing for you. You can pay more money to buy insurance. For your forward operating base that you've already paid money for. So that if somebody comes and steals your stuff, they will replace it. I'm sorry, what? You have microtransaction insurance for your microtransactions.
1: You don't see the smoldering that's going on in William's corner over here. It's
0: You also don't see the fire coming on in my corner over here.
1: I'm just trying to wrap my head around the stupidity.
0: Microtransactions to protect your microtransactions in a game that you've already paid $60 for. Now, let me let me be
2: clear. <laughs> there are games that can do the real-time clock well. There are games that do the real-time clock with microtransactions for speed really well. Warframe comes to mind. Warframe's a free-to-play game. You can get anything in the game without paying any money, barring some cosmetic stuff. <clears throat> and when you when you build stuff in Warframe, it takes a few hours. Like weapons take twelve hours. Warframes, actual it, Warframes, take three days. Is
0: is it based on your your computer clock? No, clock? it's
2: it's your it's it's your clock. It's real clock. It's time. It's, yeah, your, okay. it's your computer okay. clock, not okay. the so, game, not the game time, real time. So
0: you could go out and say, go to your clock and say, I'm going to tell my computer that it's three months forward, and not, my stuff is built now. No,
2: like oh, it, it's based it's based it's on, on the, the server, server time server time server clock. But but the thing about it is, the times are reasonable. Three hours to build a weapon—that's fine. I can just go play for a bit, or uh, like twelve hours to build I can, a special I can thing. Go
0: to sleep. Yeah, to sleep. I
2: can do it at night, and I can take a nap. It'll be ready in the morning. Um, and you can pay—you uh, can pay money to just immediately immediately rush a construction. Yeah. Aside from that, there are things that you can't get by paying money that are special, like the prime weapons you can only get by find, by
1: finding them yeah. and putting them together. And the thing yeah. is. It, it, it's not the it's not the paying for time it's the paying for exclusiveness yeah and that it, that's what we're saying now
0: now imagine all of that but based on your play time now there's also a cool thing by about by the way it takes about an hour and a half to 3 hours to build a
2: ba- to build part of the base you, you know you know one of the reasons that warframe is actually really good about this the currency that you buy in warframe platinum you can trade with other players so if you're a player who likes to play and do the hard stuff and, and collect these prime parts sell them to other players for platinum to rush the stuff you're building you don't have to pay any money other people who have bought platinum can give you their platinum for the pieces you found so you can build your own stuff yeah like there's a nice economy working in Warframe I feel like real-time clock turned into microtransactions real
0: quick <laughs> they're very closely tied they're very closely
1: tied microtransactions exist because of real-time clocks no, well real-time clocks exist because of microtransactions i yeah. around yeah, no, you're right Re- no, real time clock because real time clocks exists because of greed. Real time clocks also exist because of Peter Molyneux.
0: It's true. I, th- I, I well, I can't think of any that
1: happened. I can't think of anything that happened before
0: him. I can't think of any real time clocks that happened before Fable, but that that doesn't, that
1: doesn't mean they don't they didn't exist. Um, I want to say they. I want to say they were Actually, games-
0: no, no, I can. Metal Gear Solid Three. Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, there's a boss that you can kill by waiting two weeks.
1: <laughs> also And he ages to death There there are uh, a, a lot No, you know what the, the m- biggest offender to this is? The, vir- the virtual pets In the yes. early 90s Oh, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> Virtual pets Where if
1: you, it's like If you don't feed me every 8 hours I'll die And that's not 8 hours of me being on That's just 8 hours Yeah Virtual oh. Pets was the original offender.
2: We, okay, we've we spoken the virtues and, and pitfalls of the real-time clock.
1: Okay. Virtual Pets are the pitfalls. Um, <sighs> so so my, my egregious thing... I'm still mad about microtransactions. So. Oh. We've got something that's, that's about the time it takes to things. We've got things about, about uh, random number generators. The thing that gets me is when it... Because these both take control away from you. One of them takes control away from you by being like, no matter how well you stack the odds, it could still fail. One of them takes control away from you or no, by, how, or,
0: or no matter how much skill you have or no matter how much yeah, the random number can, generator yeah, yeah, yeah no matter yeah, what
1: yeah. you no matter what you've done to stack the odds, you can still fail. Yeah. The real-time clock is no matter how much you play or how good you are at the game, we're going to make you either wait or pay. You can't do anything. you can't there's nothing within <clears> your skill that will fix it. Mine is much more direct. tracking an auto aim where the computer says, "I don't want you to point that direction. Turn around Or you know that thing you dodged you in so 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 for, so for those who don't know auto aim' is a bit easier auto aim is when you have a projectile and the computer or a melee attack well yes well then it's more called tracking it, it's, auto aim tracking are basically the same thing and it's when you make an attack and the computer's like you're gonna miss by a little bit I'm gonna kind of fudge where you were facing or the enemy um the enemy uh, saw you dodge and he's going to track onto you to follow you
0: yeah so like Enemy starts a swing. You start to dodge mid-swing. And the, enemy the swing changes. corrects and continues to follow you. And a, lo- now, a lot of times... There's, there's,
2: just, there's a sub variant to this, by the way, that happens mostly in shooting games called hit scan. Yeah. Which is, when you fire a weapon, the gun decides whether it hits when you fired it. Not yeah. when the bullet
1: travels. When you fire the gun, it says whether you've been hit. Yeah. yeah now, a- now, one thing I would like to clarify is some games need this. Goldeneye. Really, really badly, needed an auto aim for Oddjob, specifically Oddjob, so that for odd you job. could hit Oddjob because you can't hit him.
0: Well, and, and games that games where you require require you doing two things, like Assassin's Creed uh, actually has a really good auto aim system. Um, well, Assassin's Creed Syndicate specifically, where you can be because you can be uh, fighting a guy, you can be fighting three guys in melee on a train, and somebody's coming up to shoot you and you just have a counter shot that automatically shoots at, back at them. Yeah. Uh, because there's no way you could have aimed a shot while fighting through other guys. Yeah. There's also, if you are driving a coach, and in a high-speed situation, trying to maneuver the coach and shoot at, a, at another guy and another coach. Impossible.
1: Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it's possible, but it's really super difficult. Auto-aim helps that. Oh, or And there are games like uh, Battlefront has a little, just a little bit of auto-aim because the game moves very fast, and there's lots of things flying around everywhere, and it gives, you, it, it just makes it feel a little bit better. Yeah, so like, it's Team like Team well
0: basically Team that wasn't even auto aim; that was just widening the hitboxes slightly.
2: Yeah. And, and the thing I like, like, Team Fortress 2 needs hit scan on its ballistic weapons. Yeah. Because the game is moved so quickly, no. you're never going to hit a scout if your gun doesn't say, I hit.
1: No, I, I like yeah. Battlefront's auto aim. Let's talk about Lord of the Wings Conquest. <laughs> Lord of the Wings. Lord of <laughs> the, of the wings. wings. Lord of the Rings: Conquest. Give me some chicken wings. Which is based off of Battlefront, but added a lot of melee because, of course, swords. That'll
0: be that'll be holiday hobo for like New Year's <laughs> Day. Like Lord that'll... of the
1: Wings. give me some chicken wings. Um, in this game, there, there's a lot of melee classes. The mainly the scout and the warrior, and the mage has a little bit of it. And it it picks a target and makes you swing at that person. The computer picks the target. I have I, I've played multiplayer, you know, split screen against somebody. I have swung at the PC because he's the biggest threat because the AI is not great, and the game's like, no, you don't want to hit the mage, you want to hit the warrior, and it will spin you 180 degrees on a dime, and you will hit that warrior, and it's like, no.
0: Yeah, this is a this this is an issue that pops up in a lot of games. It pops up in Dark Souls One, uh, tracking specifically.
1: Um, it's it's a spe- also
0: the arrows, like like enemy arrow, like skeleton archers. Skeleton archers in Dark Soul 1 had
1: some magical ability to make their arrows bend around walls. I like to say there are games where you will see the arrow trail and it is curved.
0: Yeah, like the air like it's not curved down either. It's <laughs> curved sideways. Or up. Or up some, like yeah, the the.
1: Uh, it's like I jumped over the arrow. No, it went up.
0: Skeleton like skeleton archers in Dark Souls One have magical powers over their arrows and can make them bend to their will. There, now there is there is a note to this. Once 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 an archer's arrow
2: is on its path, it will never leave that path. So you can easily just walk out of the way.
0: <laughs> but that
2: path can go around so many different things.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: um. um. It, and, and it, it, it's mainly a problem in games where it's you versus a horde. They fixed that in Dark Souls 3. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. But they've, they've, in Dark Souls 3, they, they no
0: longer, at least from what I've seen and what I've heard thus far, they no longer have tracking in their attacks.
1: Yeah. And they, they fixed this in games. I mean, they fixed, they, this is a big problem in games where it's you versus a horde. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, the, the computer has a system where it, it picks out a target you want to face. And sometimes it's you want to attack the most dangerous thing, I will auto-target that. And it's like, no, I'm trying to clear the chaff out of the way to get to the big guy. Yeah. And it won't let you because, it, because of how heavy it is. On the flip side, there are games that could use just a little bit of tracking. Skyrim. <laughs> go into my power attack. Um, Suddenly and, he's not there. And, and he's he dodged around behind you. He dodged. He spins around behind you and you can't turn it all. And it's like no, you've already committed. You're locked into the power. You're done. Like, yeah. You're done. Or just punch it. I I I am not a good player of Skyrim. I I I do it my own way and I like to use unarmed combat with Khajiit, because playing games well is for silly people. But you're fucking fiz- with an unarmed build in Skyrim. Except that there's no perks for it and no skill tree for it, so it never improves beyond what you've got. I mean, There's that but your fists have no range. You should play Fallout. And the biggest, the biggest thing that gets me is you make really big sweeping arcs with your claws that you don't with fists sometimes. And I've got this giant arc that only hits a little point right in front of me. Well, you're playing in third-person view. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In, in first-person view, it's just a...
1: <clears throat> no, no. Khajiit, because oh, you're really? clawing, makes a really wide arc.
0: In first-person as
1: well? Yeah. Argonians even have an attack that uses their tail. That's one of the weird things in, in,
0: in Skyrim or in, in games like that, especially in Bethesda games, where if your, your third-person animation doesn't match the first-person animation, but the hitbox is based on the first-person animation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, in the first-person view, you throw a straight so punch, but in the third-person view, you throw a hook.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to go off-topic a little bit into hitboxes, because that's related. Yeah, hitboxes is part of tracking. Hitboxes... Sometimes hitboxes are really good. Sometimes hitboxes
2: are really refined. In most Souls games, the hitbox is the model you're trying to hit. Yeah,
0: the hitbox is correct. The tracking sucks. Yeah. Um. Especially cuz in Dark Souls, in Dark Souls, tracking is one way. In in Dark Souls, the enemy tracks to you. You do not track to the enemy. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, yeah. Enemy tracking is an entirely different story. Uh, when we were playing Lords, of the, Lords Fallen, of the Fallen, one of the biggest problems would be you you cut an enemy you've targeted, and you you circle strafe that enemy, and the second their attack is finished, they snap too.
0: Yeah, they're facing they like, you. Boom, on a dime, boom, and we're talking. We're not talking like the the small agile we're fighters. We're talking a tank. We're talking the guy who's like let's say eight foot tall, four feet wide. <laughs> has a great sword in one hand a tower shield in the other and he's pirouetting better than a ballerina all right Which is and, funny because we actually had the
2: ballerina boss fight who did not track that
0: well yeah we did have the ballerina boss fight that didn't
2: track
1: and and I would like to clarify that your character has no capability to do this at all no um in fact there's well no,
0: we we have a little bit of tracking but it's straightforward tracking
1: yeah and oh speaking of straightforward tracking enemy will initiate attack you backstep and suddenly they're a foot forward.
0: Yeah. They, they, they I don't know what you're talking about. I step forward with you. Five foot shift. It's five uh, foot shift in D&D represented in game. Yeah, there's <laughs> a
1: feat in D&D that if somebody makes a five foot shift away from you, you can five foot shift Shadow to follow and, them. Yeah. yeah. All enemies have that in this game. Um, but there's an enemy that's specifically really annoying because he has a shield that is always up in front of him. And it's not just in front of him. It's, here's hitboxes. It's not just when you hit his shield, it's when you hit anything that's not directly his back.
0: Yeah, you hit his side, or... either. Yeah, the hitbox and fa- Lord's Vaughn is not great.
1: And the problem is, the moment you get behind him, he snaps too.
0: Yeah, he snaps right back And around.
1: this is the enemy that takes forever to kill, because he snaps too, and you can't get to where you need to to get him. Yeah. And that's why this enemy takes forever. Something they didn't learn from Dark Souls. Enemies actually have a turn in time in and, Dark and Souls. Also, you can't break the shield. Yeah, and, he, and here another thing about this enemy though is because of how fast he turns, you have to use a fast weapon. But he's so heavily armored; fast weapons do negligible damage.
0: So you're either chipping you're either chipping away at him with a toothpick, or praying to God you can actually hit him, or praying to God that you can hit him with a claymore. Like it's 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 it's. it's Really ridiculous the the the, the tracking hitbox and everything about this this particular enemy and I feel because this is the part where Shadow Course stopped playing the game originally this is the part where I stopped playing the game originally I feel like this is probably the enemy that makes a lot of people stop playing the game and he's after the second boss and he's a common enemy
1: we, like, like we, we saw we four encountered half a dozen of them yeah, we encountered we, two at once at one point yeah there were two at we once let's no.
0: see actually, let's count it one two three four, four. five we've encountered five of them.
1: Thus in, far. in a 15 minute time frame.
0: Like, and three of them are in the same area. Four of them. No, there's, there's one, they're,
2: they're, there's one, there's one in front, one at the back, and then t- another two right behind him.
0: Oh, was there another one in the back? I yeah. I there was one, just one in front and the two in the back. No, there's four. Oh, in that case, we encountered six. Because um, there were there was two more, there's one down the hallway and then one past the graveyard. Yeah. Um,
1: and th- this game has a combination of your tracking, doesn't help you hit him in the back. His tracking Makes prevents him be you from getting snap behind. to you.
0: Yeah, prevents you from ever getting. So it's, it's
1: got the worst combination because at least if the game had heavy tracking both ways, you wouldn't miss him so often. Yeah, but it doesn't. Um, and I think that part of that is also AIs will always be able to make better use of mechanics than yeah. player characters. Obviously, like
0: AI, AI always make better use of the RNG than player characters. Uh, AI never have to worry about real time clocks.
1: <laughs> yeah, because um, they don't blink. Or um, if you if you ever play real time strategy games, that's one of the biggest problems trying to face a really powerful computer. Yeah, because is that they the can comp- micromanage every single asset.
0: Yeah,
2: like games that require micromanagement, you will never beat a computer at because they have simultaneous control of
0: everything they're dealing with. Yeah, and minute simultaneous control as well. Like, they don't have to click out of a menu, click back into another menu, click out of that menu, click back into another menu. They it's have I, all the menus open at all times. Which is, why
2: I'm much, which is why I'm much better at turn-based strategy against AI than I am at real-time strategy, because I can beat the computer by planning better than them.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, back on the main topic, tracking is an issue when enemies spin around to face you, and <laughs> auto-aim, th- there's, a, there's a lot of games that have fine auto-aim. Battlefront has has fine auto aim. Yeah. Um, the Dark the Dark Dark Forces games yeah. have just a little bit of auto aim and just a little bit of tracking, so that your lightsaber swings have an actual arc to them. And
0: in that game, they actually have a reason to have the tracking because the force yeah. guides you. Like that the There's very little ever in game justification for tracking. In in in, the, in the Star Wars games, there. are.
1: Yeah, it's the force. The force guides you.
0: Oh, although. I don't think the force was guiding that blaster bolt when it bent around the corner.
2: I mean, let let's be honest: the force guides you is basically a MacGuffin for I'm doing this because the force told me. It is. It's true, but, but
1: it's a but
0: MacGuffin
2: that works.
1: It's an, it's it's an in-universe MacGuffin. It's it's it's,
2: it's, it, it's like say it's like saying in, in a very in a very religious in a very religious setting where there are clearly the the, the manifestations of deities. I have God on my side. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Deus Machina makes a lot. Deus Machina makes a lot more sense than C.S. Lewis when God is literally one of the characters. yes Deus, Deus ex De- Machina. Whatever. Deus. God from the machine. Yes. Deus ex. Anyway, regardless, Deus Machina. Deus
0: Machina. Deus Machina.
1: Regardless, um, but yeah, it, it's. I stopped playing Lord of the Rings Conquest because I just got frustrated. I really like Lord of the Rings Conquest, but there's some things about it there's like, why is this happening? That yeah. it, just, it got so frustrated with running into a horde of enemies, and I have a target I want dead, and it won't let me target him. On the flip side, when you're an archer, it does not help you at all. It's like, Thumb, I, thump, 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 thump. it's like I'm just shooting, it's like, wherever I feel like going. Learn to lead targets.
0: You know, I was, I was thinking, uh, Vermintide shows you the RNG at the end. Yeah, and it represents it in a bowl with dice, and, and, I find it, and that, it
2: shows you which dice that you have and which ones have how many successes. Yeah,
0: and like. I find that far more appealing than the 85% chance. Well, and again, I, I
1: feel it's little plastic dice cover sins well. Yeah. But. Anyways. But yeah, we, we talk about all these things, and all of these things have a positive side
0: they do and it's just
1: they're really frustrating when they're poorly done
0: a lot of and, and a lot of them are more like real time clocks there are more poor implementations of real time clocks than good implementations of real time clocks um, same with tracking there are more poor implementations of tracking than oh good ones. my goodness so many poor on job
1: I need to hit you in the head, <laughs> but
0: there are other there are other systems that are and, and of course there's a middle ground for everything. But there are other there are other systems that have really good implementations, more good implementations than bad. And, and I um, feel like
1: these these are ones that are sometimes just a little less common. They're only implemented when they're needed.
0: Yeah, and sometimes like like uh, I'll just go ahead and talk about. I actually enjoy stamina management uh, mechanics in games. I actually do enjoy, you know, the, the concept of having to plan out your movements and having to plan out your things. What I don't enjoy about stamina management uh, people are the players who say, manage your stamina, dude, because I, I I know this. It's like saying breathe, you know? Hey, well, breathe. Remember to breathe. Remember to take oxygen into your lungs. Imagine if you had somebody telling you to remember to breathe every five seconds. Well,
1: and before this gets, <laughs> this gets too ranty, let's clarify that whenever you watch somebody play, watching somebody play a game and playing a game makes you very aware of everything they do wrong. Um, if you want to, if you want a perfect example of this, watch a Let's Play of Five Nights at Freddy's. You will find plenty of things. We have one on our st- <laughs>
0: We have one on you our will stream. Find
1: plenty of mistakes that people make when you play it it's very different it's very different because when you're so so it, it's part of the
0: the the, the it's actually uh, it's a psychological thing of being in the moment being out of the moment being out of the moment being a, being an observer of a thing allows you to spread your awareness over the entirety of the event when you're in the moment you get tunnel vision when you are partic when you are partaking in a a thing your brain can only parse so
1: much information because you're also doing actions like so, so especially when you're playing a game and watching a video chat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so like let's 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 say streaming. When you're streaming, when you are actively being the streamer, you are playing the game, watching the monitor, watching your chat, watching your video feed to make sure your Twitch stream doesn't go down and and talking, and talking at the same time. So this 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 by the way is why presentations have two people. One yeah. person
2: to play the game, one person to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Then when you are watching a game you are watching the stream. You're, when you're watching a stream, you're watching the stream. That's all you're doing. You have, so you, your brain takes in the entirety of the screen. You take in all the information that's being presented to you, and you can parse it and, and, and do everything right. So that's one, of the, that's one of the issues I have with people saying that, that people who are screaming at Five Nights at Freddy's are playing it up, like acting scared. You're not. It's way more tense to play Five Nights at Freddy's when you're actually playing it than than when you're watching it. Because it's
1: not a terror game; it's a it's an anxiety s- game. Su- suspense, stress, anxiety. It's game. an anxiety game. Um, um,
0: and if you get bad anxiety, like I do, it's particularly bad.
1: You Still need to go watch that. I was
0: Tuesday I was or. having we I, I think I screamed I think we screamed once, but we were freaking out the whole time.
1: Yeah. Anyways, but. You know So rant averted. Stamina management stamina is stamina
0: management is a so, so going back to the topic, which didn't really avert the rant, just created it in a different direction. Um We contained the rant. Contain we, it, the we explained rant. it instead of getting angry about it. Yeah, I I get angry no matter what. <laughs> um that's my nature. Anyways. So stamina, stamina management stamina management is a is a is a thing that you see a lot in, in soul style games, but it, it's it's existed before that and it will exist after. Where Quest had yeah Uh, Quest for Glory
1: had stamina management
0: where you have you have a resource you have a resource in addition to your health in addition to your mana. if it's a magic if it's a game that has magic that is your stamina a lot of games have this. Like Mirror's Edge has it. It's just a Skyrim, has, Skyrim it. has it. Uh, you know, Dying Light has it. It, it,
2: just, it just basically the thing that changes is basically
1: how much it affects the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. How, how how much do you utilize it. It's it's a thing where your
0: character has stamina. They have an amount of stamina, and that affects how quickly they can do things in quick succession. And the more things you do, the more it drains the stamina bar. Dying Light, running and fighting have their own separate stamina bars, which I really like um because it uses two different muscles one's aerobic one's anaerobic and and you have you have people have different aerobic anaerobic stamina like some people can some people can only do aerobic exercise for a very short time they can do anaerobic exercise forever and the other way around um uh and, and, you know, when you run out of stamina, you either stop being able to do something or it takes you longer to do it. In Dark Souls, when you run out of stamina, you start slow rolling or you stop rolling entirely. Or
2: you stop being able to swing your weapon. Or you stop
0: being able to swing your weapon. And so you have to, you know, managing your stamina is making sure that you don't overextend yourself so that you have stamina remaining to get away from the danger. Which is something that I know, viewers of my stream, and William, (laughs) it's something that I know, but when I'm in the moment of streaming, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm watching the chat, watching the stream, watching the game, remembering how to play the game, thinking about what's coming next, finding something clever to say, I can't do, I can't manage my stamina while streaming games, I can't. It's just it's 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 that one thing too far, um, and so it's it, 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 why I it don't get, talk while I'm playing get, Souls games. Yeah, it can get frustrating right. sometimes. But I, 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 for all that they frustrate me, I do enjoy them because they adds a level of challenge to a game it, it, and, it, and a level of
1: realism and a little bit of realism too. Like, because we all know the Legend of Zelda thing where you just run forever.
0: You run forever. Run and forever. You, keep swinging. Keep swinging. You, you run forever, but
1: Ipona cannot.
0: <laughs> that, that that that's something that I find hilarious in Legend of Zelda. Link can run forever. Ipona cannot. Link can backflip forever. Link <laughs> can backflip forever. Just like the, the fastest way to get around.
2: But he can't hold his breath underwater. The fastest way to get around Legend of Zelda isn't by running or riding your horse. It's by backstepping, just repeatedly. Hop,
0: hop, 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 hop. Yeah, he can backstep forever, but he can't hold his breath forever. And he can hold his
1: breath for three seconds. <laughs> it's like,
0: what is, what is, what, what
1: is, what is going on here? Um, or, or the games where you can hold your breath for as long as you want to, but you only dive three feet deep. Yeah,
0: because you just auto swim back up. Um, so stamina, stamina management adds a bit of realism and adds another, adds another layer of difficulty and another layer of complexity to games, which I do enjoy. Um, speaking of... Especially when they're done well. Speaking of adding realism, though... Oh, yeah, there's something that... The Souls games have gotten really
2: back and forth about, about how it works. Sometimes it's really good, sometimes it's not so much. Uh, something
0: a lot of video games either do really well with...
1: Or, or ignore completely. Or ignore
2: completely.
0: Gears of War was probably the first... My min- the first game that I really remember feeling... Feeling this. The weight.
2: Yeah, is. it's the f- the physical feedback. The, the feeling the weight of impact is something that some games do well, some games do not at all.
1: <laughs> we just played a game.
2: Um, it, was a little, it was really weighty. Uh, like, super weighty. Sometimes you can go too far. Um, physical feedback helps... Lends some importance to actions.
0: It also so it embeds you in the world. Yeah, it helps. It
2: helps you feel what's going on. Gears of War, I think, was one of the was one of the major contributors to weight in shooting games.
0: Yeah, because these guys are big and they feel heavy. They feel
2: heavy. Like you, 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 feel the clunk as they as they slam into the cover, and they get a lot of shit for
0: it. But they did it really well. They did weight really well. That's like it's like that's game series that introduced cover based shooting. To the world, yeah, and they they get shit for it, but they, they did, it, did well. it
2: first. They did it first. They did it well, and they did it they did it so well that other games decided they wanted to ape them forever.
0: And it, I mean, it's it's partially their fault that everything has cover it. shooting, but it, at the same time, they did it good, and it was it was very realistic and very heavy. The weight felt right. And
2: there, there are some games that are there are some games where being really heavy doesn't help you. Lords of the Fallen, for instance, is far too heavy. Like, there, there are moments where it feels like I am a walking brick.
1: Dun, dun, well, dun, and part dun, of the problem dun, is, dun, dun, it combines really heavy feel with the really snappy tracking. And it's like, what is going on? I'm uh, moving so slow, It, it actually I, gets, it gets really disorienting because everything feels so heavy, and then it spins on a dime. That, that's,
2: why, that's why it gives me such a weird feeling playing Lords of the Fallen, because it feels like this man weighs a ton. But then he shouldn't be able to spin this fast.
0: Yeah, it's disorienting. And, and like, I was getting dizzy playing the game because the camera locks to your back. Uh, actually, no, the camera does lock to the enemy because when the enemy moves and you don't move, the camera moves with them. But when you're circling. but
2: the pivot point is always straight in your back. Yeah, the
0: pivot point is on your back. And when you are turning left and they're turning right, the camera's just constantly <laughs> spinning and you get dizzy.
1: And, and, there, and there are games where they're not meant to feel weighty. Uh, Legend of Zelda games, for example, your character is very light. He flips around. His attacks go off really quickly. It's not meant to feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. the only time you ever feel weighty is when you hit a shield and you bounce back yeah, for a yeah. second. And you, but the, it's not a game that's meant to feel weighty. And Dark Souls has been trying to find its weight
2: balance for a while. Um, they may have found it in Dark Souls 3. I don't know. We'll find out. It looks good from what
1: I've been seeing. It, but... um,
0: so what I, the, the, the description that I've been given is it's the speed of Bloodborne. Yeah. With Dark Souls mechanics.
1: Yeah. Um, and Bloodborne had a good...
0: You have good weight to it. Bloodborne you're, you're had
2: little weight, and it was good with little weight. It was good being floaty because it was supposed to be moving fast and making quick attacks. But the times that it
1: had weight were good. The moments where where things felt heavy, they were supposed to... like the to. hammers. Yeah, like you. And it, it's it's one of those things where it's a it's a high risk, high reward. You commit yourself to a heavier attack, but it does a lot more a lot when you damage. do it, and it feels like it does a lot of damage. It
0: feels oh. like it, it looks like it, and it feels like it's really super heavy, too. Like the, again, like the, the, uh, the, the hammer, the, what's the name? Kirkhammer. The Kirkhammer, hammer. The, the Kirk when you hit something with that, you hit something with that. Or the, or, uh, the, the sword, the great sword, The Ludwig's too. Holy Blade. Yeah, Ludwig's Holy Blade, when you hit something with that, which is just a giant stone sheath, by the way, uh, when you hit something with that, you hit something with that.
2: <laughs> um Like... And weight is a thing that every game needs to find where they want their weight to be. Sometimes they find it right, sometimes they don't. Dark Souls 1 had a bit of a thing where the heavy armor was really, really meaty and really tough, and there was a lot of weight to it, but the light armor felt too floaty? Like, to me, at the very least. And and this is something that's different with everyone's preferences. The The light motion felt too floaty to me in comparison to the heavy armor, which felt really heavy and meaty. And the medium armor, which felt appropriate, but light rolling felt like I was like a leaf on the wind. Just
0: <laughs> bye. I am a leaf on the wind. Watch how I cut junk.
1: Um, but <laughs> on, on, on the flip side, um, games that. Th- there are games that. Two games that are, that are similar that are both third person. They can both do third person or first person melee the Jedi Knight series and the Elder Scrolls series. They both feel like they have the same amount of weight. However, in one of them, you're a Jedi wielding a weightless lightsaber, wearing no armor, and that makes sense. And it makes sense because you're just ripping through things, and the littlest, you know, you, there's you have perfect control of everything because you're a Jedi. Elder Scrolls. I'm just gonna r- sprint around with a warhammer, and yes, my swings take a while, but they don't feel weighty. Like they, there's no impact. <laughs> Bang. And a lot of what it turns into is... Well, is that,
0: it's not that there's no impact. It's that there's the same amount of impact for the Warhammer as there is for, for the, the Longsword and the Dagger.
1: Yeah. And, and what it turns into is two guys press up and wail. And whoever had better health and damage output wins.
0: Now I'm picturing two guys doing push-ups and then acting like a whale. Like... <laughs> 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 I don't know why. Um,
1: and, and there, there's Young no... Mommy. Young Bobby, come join the Young <laughs> Bobbies Club. And it, it, it's it's hard to strike that balance of well, you know, I don't want to punish people.
0: Did you see, see Machina Abridged?
1: <laughs> you don't want to punish people for committing to attacks, but at the same time, when I hit somebody with a warhammer, I want to feel like I hit someone with a warhammer. There's
2: like something... so wait. and can... there's a thing that
1: there's a weird there's a weird strike
2: of weight where it can feel like. They're tr- you can tell they're trying to go for heavy but it feels like everything else is too light and the one game that sp- immediately springs to mind is Red Faction Gorilla <laughs> because when you sleep <laughs> you mean, you
0: don't, you, mean you, don't build, you don't build buildings on a styrofoam <laughs> that's what it feels
2: like it, when, you're playing, when you're playing Red Faction Gorilla it, it doesn't feel like the hammer is heavy it feels like the buildings are made of paper
0: <laughs>
1: they are I built this building out of crack paper I built all the buildings here out of paper. Well, well really quick, let's have a quick discussion about what, because we haven't talked about this at all, what makes, what is it that makes a game feel weighty? Okay, so,
0: and, and I, would, Cause, actually, cause there's I have a really, of... good, a really good example of that, too. So, there, are, there's a couple of different ways to make something feel weighty. The, 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 the big thing is sound. Sound and motion are the two big things that
1: translate to weight. When a hammer connects with a head, I want to hear a crank! <laughs> because we just talked about Skyrim hammers are really slow. They yeah. make really long Swing attacks, but when they hit, they have they no know. feeling of impact. Yeah, Im- so how do we get that impact?
0: Yeah, there's a the series of games, Dying Light and the Dead Islands, in the Dead Islands uh, games. They're all made by the same company, um, and they do it very. They 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 do impact and sound. weight very well, and it's partially through uh, through rumble in the in the controller, but they can do it without rumble at all. Um, it's mostly sound visuals and uh, sound visuals and speed. When you hit something really hard in the head with a weapon in Dying Light, three things happen. One, your controller rumbles a little bit. Two, there's a blood spray and a squelching sound like you just just crushed a watermelon. And three, the body drops. I'm talking, like, in in Dying Light especially, you hit something with a really heavy, like they have rebar clubs. Mm Mm-hmm. You hit something with a, just a piece of rebar with a, with some cement on the end. You hit something with this, and the zombie's head flies off. The zombie's head flies off, and the body just goes limp and hits the ground. And there's not a whole lot of vibration. Like, the controllers doesn't go in your hands. But it's, it's just a little bit of vibration. A little bit. And you, you just, like, you babe Ruth this zombie's head out of, out of the park. And it feels like you just crushed him with a you know like it, it like the weight is just there with the combination of the sounds the visuals and the the speed of the hit because the rebar club takes a little bit to swing and then the, the little bit of connect uh, ki, you know kinetic feedback through the controller and all those combine for a very visceral experience i can makes the game feel or makes the impact of the weapon feel correct i can tell you
2: right where skyrim's weight fails they have the right essence with the with the way you swing the hammer. It's a big overarching slow, yeah. slow swing. But it's that?
1: The person you hit has no response. The
2: person, two things happen when you hit someone with a warhammer. They go, <laughs> Ugh, stagger back a foot,
0: and if you hit someone's shield, you hear clink. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the impact that isn't effective. Yeah,
1: and and it, well, especially when it's a guy with a pair of daggers and a guy with a warhammer hammering on each other, and the guy with the daggers just get hit and just keep swinging.
0: Yeah. And that I think so like the, the biggest part of making a world feel weighty correctly is the impact. It's what happens when there's a moment of connection. because that's what sells it. You can make it as slow as you want. you can make it as loud as you want. You can make the controller rumble as much as you want. But if the result is not equivalent to the to the to the uh, to the uh, input, to the amount to the amount of effort put in, it doesn't feel right. It feels disconnected. It feels floaty.
2: Like, when, when, when you, like, baseball swing this giant warhammer at someone, and they go, and stagger back a foot.
0: Yeah. That does not feel appropriate. Meanwhile, when you, when you golf swing a zombie's head off, even if it's not realistic, it feels right. And it feels <laughs> there's good. A, there's
2: another moment in Skyrim of improper waiting uh, with, with the shouts. Specifically, the iconic shout, Fusro Da... When you release a fully charged fusroda, it everything reacts over dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> like you you
1: shout that and people go flying like so rat and it's not just flying, it's ragdoll flying. So Ragdolled what happened away.
0: what what you have is in 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 Skyrim you have this sort of weird disproportionate relationship between people in the ground where if it's a weapon if it's a claymore hitting you or a, or a warhammer or a great axe hitting you you tank it if it's somebody yelling at you very loudly you go flying away and so that's part of what makes it feel not right whereas in dying light everything's appropriate like you're not going to knock a guy's head off with a knife in fact there's not a whole lot of resistance from the knife either because you, you like you fling it around like this You swing it like a knife fighter, and it cuts and slashes and bleeds, and it might kill him. But there's no, there's no real heavy stopping the knife. And
1: and, and to clarify, you mentioned that it may not be realistic the way the golf swing is. Realism in video games need to find a good balance because there are things that do not read well if they're realistic. If they're realistic, yeah, like they're like warhammers.
0: Yeah, they don't need to be realistic, like. Uh, like again like hitting a guy hitting a zombie in the face with a rebar club does not need to be realistic you don't need to go find a corpse and beat on it with a rebar club to figure out what that's gonna look like cause I guarantee it'll just be messy <laughs> it just it just looks sad it just looks sad but if you baseball swing that thing and you just point as it goes it's fun um and 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 then there's a everything's internally
1: consistent and with dying it, ironically, light ironically it adds realism
0: yeah everything is inc- internally consistent with dying light and that i think is the key with especially with with weight everything weighs the way it, it, it relative to one be internally the way it's consistent to be. across yeah. the board yeah like the rebar club is the heaviest thing to swing like when you and it also does the most damage and does you know f- I mean, not the most like damage, but it, it like, it, like, like skyrim smack you in the face with a war hammer Ooh. Shout at you. Well, yeah, like, like, there's no internal consistency because the Warhammer does the same, has the same amount of effect on the human body as a dagger does. Like, shink, uh! Yeah. And, and punching has the same amount of effect on the human body that stabbing does. Like, there's no, there's no consistency.
1: That is incorrect. I have actually clawed a wolf and it flung across the screen. Oh, did it, really? I've never done that with a Warhammer, but with my <laughs> fists.
0: Well, it's because you have to, in the killing blow, no, That's no, the thing is, like the the Fus-Rodah reads as an instant killing blow because you fling them out. Except
2: yeah. it it actually Fosrada triggers ragdoll state. Yeah, it triggers ragdoll state. Which is a thing, like the thing in Skyrim. The, the big problem with Skyrim is that ragdoll state and living state are two are two separate things. Yeah. yeah, the body does not go anywhere until it's in ragdoll state. Yeah, and your 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 power attacks with heavy weapons, even warhammers, do not trigger ragdoll state. Fosrada does.
0: Like I think the way that the like the easiest way to and and di- d- dying also triggers ragdoll state. Yeah. So what happened was you when you score a killing blow, yeah, they ragdoll. What happened was you hit them, they died, so their body went ragdoll, and, and then you continued the, ra- the motion. Yeah. And the motion flung them as away as opposed
1: to the warhammer, which you hit and they die and they go down because yeah. the warhammer swings down. The warhammer swings down and they go fling. fling, fling. Yeah. As opposed to wolf body, <laughs> bye.
0: Team rocket blasting off again. So that's, that's weight for you. So yeah, weight doing... wait, wait has some weight. And it's, it's really, it's really, weight is really good when it's said right. And
1: it's really finicky to get right. In, in, it's really, I don't think it's too different. Some, and sometimes it's fine to just not have weight. Yeah. Like you got lightsaber, whatever. Your Light, link lightsabers and blasts. Yeah. Zzz
2: energy weapons. They don't have weight because they don't have mass. Yep.
1: Um, one thing that I find really both helps the game. And it can be... When it's done bad, it's really bad. But usually it's good. Inventory management. Now, this also helps with, like, atmosphere, too. Yeah. Well, and and this is another one. It helps with realism. Even though it it, may not be completely realistic. And it it
0: makes you make... What? You mean I can't carry 17 claymores in one backpack?
1: It makes you make choices. Or
0: it's like,
2: I can carry 17 claymores, but I can't fit this one more apple in here. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 17 claymores... There's not room for an
1: apple. <laughs> or, or you know, when, when you've got weight, it's like, I, I've i got 10,000 gold and 500 arrows, and they weigh nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. They don't take up any space, they don't take up any weight. Yep. Um, or, or, you know, you've got, like, the older inventory systems, like the Boulder's Gate, the Infinity Engine systems, where it's the Claymore and the scroll of paper take up the exact same amount of room in your inventory.
2: Yeah. Or uh, the Diablo inventory systems where like a, a claymore and a hand axe. The hand axe takes up one square less. Look
0: at
1: that. I take up two squares well, with this axe or three squares. And that's this even claymore. more and that's even more ridiculous because they took the effort. Also
0: also equipment that you have currently on your body takes up no space in your inventory. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing this armor, therefore
0: it's not taking up my weight. Yeah. I'm wearing the armor, therefore it weighs nothing. I'm wearing the sword, therefore it weighs nothing. Also, therefore it takes up no space in my bag.
2: I'm overburdened um, with gems. But th- there's always a bit of a back and forth on... A tiny gem takes up as much space
0: as a vial of potion. Well, 20 vials of potion, because the potions stack. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else stacks, but the potions do.
1: This is something I've always been back and forth on, because on, some ha- on one hand, it's annoying to be like, ugh. Because so- sometimes it's done badly, and it's... I go five feet, I've collected too much junk, I have to go back to the store and sell it, and then come back, and then go back, and then come back, and then go back. But for the most part, I feel like a lot of games having inventory management makes me decide I can't carry three sets of armor for every situation. The most valuable. So I have to decide, you know, what are my sacrifices? Maybe I'll bring, you know, I'll, I'll have my chest plate, and I'll bring this set of magic boots for sneaking, and this set of magic boots for speed. Um, but then I'm going to sacrifice, maybe I can't carry this weapon. Um, or I can just put stats into increasing my weight overall, and I can carry all of it. Which is just a sacrifice in the form where you didn't put your stats elsewhere. Yep. Yeah.
0: And there are other, like, inventory management is one of those things that's done very differently depending on the genre as yes. well. Like, because you have inventory management in just about every game now. Uh, just about every genre of game. And it's different. Action there's, games. There's a funny,
2: there's a funny exception in the, in the realm of horror. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the amnesia games, I wear a pocketless tracksuit. The only things
0: I can carry are things I can lift in my hands. A lot of
1: effective horror games have very... That's still inventory management, though. A lot of effective horror games have very tight inventory management. Yeah. You have... And it's more resource management. You have very few resources. You have to use them right. Like, you have a revolver. It has six bullets. Yeah. That's your bullet count.
0: And, like, with that is like, your inventory is whatever you can carry. So one item. yeah, which is one item. So how do you you know? And a lot of times when you when you can carry one item, it slows you down or it, 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 it locks up your hands. So you can't do other things, things like that. Um, common you know common forms of inventory management are limited inventory space where you have like an attache or, or a cache of some kind, and you can only have so much stuff in there. And it's generally like, for like loot games like Diablo or RPGs. Yeah. Um, then and, and
1: weight goes in the same category
0: yeah then there's inventory management for action games where you only can carry four things
1: and you and stick what those four it's, things it's, are it's a
0: little bit more realistic in that way like you can carry you, you, like uh, you as a person can only carry two guns you have one big gun and one sidearm or, or like in Metal Gear Solid 5 you've got two primary weapons, one on your back, one on your side, and then you have your sidearm, which is your pistol. And then your fist. And then your fist, and that's and you, it. You
1: just have to pick what weapons mm. are going to cover the most situations yeah. for my playstyle. Which
0: weapons, or, or which weapons are suited to this mission. Yeah. Like, if you're doing a sneaking mission, well, then you probably want a lot of silenced weapons. If you're doing a blow-up-the-tanks mission, you want <laughs> missile launchers.
2: You want that rocket launcher you've been storing up.
0: Yeah. So you swap up, you swap off for the rocket launcher, um, and that sort of forces you to that that form of inventory management forces you to you know plan ahead.
2: But then there's another form of inventory management, which is to say there isn't one. Like Devil May Cry, I'm gonna just switch between this sword, this sword, this sword, this nunchuck, well, this great well, sword. Well,
0: that's still inventory management. It's just that there's no or like you 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 you're determining what you need and how quickly you need it. Or most
1: adventure games where you just pick up everything. Yeah. And it just goes somewhere. We Hammer space, base.
0: and that's often used as a joke for like uh, like Monkey Islands. Like I pull this Q tip out of my pants, this massive Q tip out of my pants.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or uh, the new King's Quest game where everything goes in my cape. It has lots of pockets. It has lots of pockets.
2: <laughs> my cape can fit this giant pie that's bigger than I am. <laughs> yeah, don't
0: question it. Um. And you know, it can be used for humorous effect. And and, and in that case, it's it's inventory management is is less. Um, you know, like managing the inventory itself as deciding how, you know, using that aspect mm-hmm. for a visual gag.
1: But sometimes inventory screens are really bad. And the example I'm going to use is a terrible, 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 terrible game. But it really quantifies how badly you can set up an inventory management screen. And um I'll wait for you to say the
0: name and for the two of us to disagree with you. Spud.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: It would have been it would have been hilarious if you had said something that we disagreed with, though. No, after qualifying at that. No. Yeah, Spud
1: is bad. Spud is very bad. But the inventory system is the it worst. has a, a inventory menu that is counterintuitive and require it because adventure games, while you can carry everything, do often have inventory setups. And in, it's spud, a little gnome. And in Spud, it's you a little gnome. Required to put items together in unintuitive ways, <laughs> but it's a challenge to figure out logic. how to even put things on the table to mess with them.
0: Yeah, uh, Spud's Spud's adventure game logic is the is the adventure game equivalent of adventure game logic.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Spud went off the these Spud is bad. Don't adventure like, game logic like, squared.
0: Like, yeah, it's adventure game logic squared.
1: Don't play bud. Don't. Just I just love yourself. I have the
2: quivering in my Steam list in a category of games that I call hellishly bad, just so that I can know that it's there and I can remind myself that there are bad games in this world.
0: Well, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna be playing them the, the few days before de- before I leave for Desert Bus. So,
1: um, but but to clarify, the, the way that the inventory system works is you have a giant. Just, you have stuff floating everywhere in a nebulous space, and you have a table. You have to put things on to do things to them.
0: Uh, okay, so so, uh, actually, so, so, so 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 the inventory is Spud, you have a box. You have a magical box in which which you carry on yourself, and in which you can go. Don't ask how. Inside this box. Depending on if it's the Spud or the Quivering, there are objects in Spud. They're actually like they're, they're a, on a shelf. There's a shelf for these, and there's a shelf for these, and then there's a bucket or a bin for these, and then there's a table, on which you can grab, click, drop, clag, dra- grab, click, drop, combine. In the Quivering, inside the same box, there's no shelf anymore. They're just hovering in front of you. Um, it's it's a little it's it's very confusing, but it, there there is. It's a space in which you go in order to mess with the inventory and then you come back out. Which is a way that games actually use to, to sort of uh, enhance or, or, you know, sort of alter the gameplay. Let me
2: tell you who, who, who built the, um, the, uh, your inventory, your inventory is a room you go to thing better and did it right. Peter Molyneux. Fable 3. Your yeah. inventory is a, is a place that you go to when yeah. you pause the game. Yeah. Separated into four rooms: your 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 weapon your armory where you got your weapons, your clothing room, your Except your treasury. Table three. That's table three. three. Yeah. I said table three,
1: didn't I? That's said table two. Anyway. I don't know. I wasn't making that true. Regardless.
0: But but what what I was trying to say is like that's a way that you can use inventory rooms to to sort of enhance the story. Another way you can do it is like in Dark Souls or in a lot of horror games where going to your inventory does not pause the game.
1: Yeah.
2: It's like you're are using your inventory. There's still stuff going on around you. I hope you move quick.
0: Yeah, like a lot of for a lot of games, going to your inventory pauses the game, and you can use that time to figure out what's going on to sort of plan your. It's nice a very attack. common
1: adventure game tactic to something's happening. I need to respond now. I'm going to go to my inventory, and while I'm looking at my inventory, and I can think about every item I, can I have. Think about what I need to
2: do. Which is uh, it's a, it's a trick that you learn when you play Dark Souls. Is that the d-pad controls the menus the left stick still controls your walking so you keep walking away from your opponent while you're while you're, while yeah. you're looking through your inventory
0: yeah but there are games that don't pause the inventory like resident evil doesn't pause your doesn't pause the game when you're in the inventory so you are you know you're you're in a quiet room or or there's a zombie coming at you and go oh wait i have a healing potion let me go to my inventory pull up the inventory go to your healing potion start mixing it together oh wait you're dead because the inventory didn't pause the game <laughs> yeah yeah and so it's, it's a way of adding a little bit of tenseness and, and anxiety to, to, to some games that need it, um, and adding a, yet another no. tactical level in the, in, in, the, in the realm of Dark Souls.
1: One game, it was like a suspense horror, it was, it was, it was, it was, it's a really bad game, but they had a really fascinating inventory system. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Alone in the Dark? Pardon? Alone in the Dark, where everything was on your coat? Yes, that's it. Because what it does is, it's, it doesn't pause the game, but what you do is... Opening your inventory is literally pulling your coat out, and you have eight pockets inside your coat, and you can fit whatever you can in your pocket, in in a pocket, in those pockets. Yep. And you open it up, and you grab it, and you come. It's a really intuitive inventory system. It's really fast. It doesn't pause the game, and it, it adds a, a very large element of realism.
0: Yeah, yeah. Alone in the dark was was the game that did that, and that was one of the, one of the few redeeming qualities of that game. Few, um, and and I, I really I wish I wish there were more games like that. That sort of you wore your inventory on your coat. Um, and,
1: and and I feel like that would also give you a more. Why can't I pick this up? You look at your coat. Your pockets it's, are full. It's not like Boulder's Gate. I have seventeen claymores. Why can't I carry this? Scroll? And was one of the
0: things where it's like you also had specific pockets in your coat. Like this pocket was for guns. Yeah. This pocket was this, for ammo. This, 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 isn't the pocket, this is the pocket. This is a holster. You can't put ammo in the gun holster. You can't put gun in the ammo
1: holder. You know, you it won't fit. Yeah. This 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 the literally is only big enough to hold a vial. Yeah. You can hold chemicals. You can hold bullets can't hold the gun yeah you can't hold um a taser
0: and so that that that, yeah, that is a very i'm glad you brought that because that is a very interesting way of doing inventory management and that's also sort of the character of that game where it's a survival horror thing so all you've got is what you've got on you yeah um i would like to see i would like to see inventory s- setups like that in like fantasy games like, you look down, okay, there's your sword on your sword belt. You've got room for some knives on your sword
1: as, belt. As opposed to, I think, fancy games are the most egregious offenders of Hammerspace. Yeah, you have, a, you have
0: a backpack. What's in the backpack?
1: Everything. Or Legend of Zelda. Where do you even keep your stuff?
0: Like, I, I actually, actually, really want... Everything's
1: to, a bag of holding.
2: I, I really want to see, actually, in, like, an RPG game where the bag of holding is, like, a legendary item that you have to, like... Sp- like grind your whole gameplay for like it's one of those special things that you do after you've beaten the whole game but until you get it you have to like i have room for a sword in the
1: belt some knives i have some there, there was a game and i forget what it was or even and you literally made a fissure in the air to draw things out of
0: yeah or even it'd be interesting if that was your inventory like your inventory was just that you had a bag of holding and you look down and you open the bag of holding and there's your inventory menu Yeah, like that would be interesting. That would be a very interesting and sort of interesting way to to, to like turn it on its head and say, "Well, how how does how do you hold everything? How do you hold all this stuff?" Bag holding.
1: Okay. Or (laughs) when King's Quest, when they were the adventure game, they were making the joke about you holding everything. Every time you got something, you either swooshed your cape over it or pulled it out. So it was very consistent. Yeah, it was a joke, but you knew it was in your cape. Yeah. You knew exactly where it was and how you were holding it. The only silly. issue that
0: I had with that was that the cape didn't have any weight. <laughs>
1: the cape was not the best anime. <laughs> like, the cape had no weight
0: in, in the New King's Quest. Even though the objects had weight, when they went into the cape, they no longer had weight.
1: Cape, folding. cape of holding.
0: Cape of holding. Clearly. All the pockets are a little bag of holding. But...
1: The, even that pocket with the giant pumpkin or yeah. the pie—the pie that is literally as big as Scram, bigger than Grim. Well, in, in in that King's Quest game, it played a lot on size, yeah, as as a joke or as for comedic effect. It was very caricature-ish. yeah, which was part of the styling. It was intended as a joke. You've um. got you've got big old Manny over here, or no, you've got little little Manny and you got big old Acorn.
2: But yeah, I, I, I do I do want to see the like dark. Gritty fantasy setting game where you actively only have so much room on your sword belt, yeah, and on your on your vest. Like oh, you
0: look down, and like uh, you can craft bandoliers and stuff. So now you look down, and there's a gut. There's, there's, there's like a flintlock here with the sword here and bullets for the flintlock.
2: What I would like to that see... was something that I really liked about Black Flag, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, was you could craft. You could only hold so many pistols until you crafted
1: bandoliers to hold more pistols. Yeah. I, I want to see a game where having a claymore strapped to your back hinders you. So that if you've got a claymore strapped to your back and you're fighting with your longsword, the fact that you have a five to six foot long piece of steel strapped to your back prevents you from like back rolling.
0: Be interesting. Um, I feel like that wouldn't have because that's punishing the player for using inventory items. But I, well, but I, it, 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 I feel like there's a lot of room for interesting, uh, interesting ideas yeah. in inventory management. Yeah,
1: um. and you, you don't have to fiddle with it, but it's something where you want the versatility of having three weapons on call at all times. Fine. But realize that they will hinder you. Yeah. It's really easy to have a dagger on your hip for backup. It's really hard to have, to have a, claymore a claymore for backup. for backup. Yeah. So unless you're using it as your primary weapon, um, yeah, you know, because when it's drawn, it's fine. It's when it's sheathed on your back that it causes the problems. There's a, lot, there's a lot of interesting. There's a lot of interesting room for inventory management, um, and it, I feel like it's, it's something that's overlooked a lot. And, unless yeah, because
0: because you think well, because that's probably one of the last things that gets done is like. Uh, so like okay, what are we doing? We're doing an RPG. Okay, uh, so the inventory is just gonna be a menu. All right, all right, cool. We'll go look at other stuff. It's a way. It's a place where you can save resources. You know, especially when you're doing like a resource-intensive game. And that people that really become pretty.
1: so accepting of of hammer space. Of yeah,
0: of in and generic inventory that you don't feel the need to explain it. And I find that it, it goes in the same place where I like. It doesn't bug me, but. I, I no. find that instances where they where they make a point of doing something with your inventory system that's new and unique, to be fascinating, and that like like that was one of the things that that did interest me about Alone in the Dark was the inventories was the inventory system. Yeah, that's like that's really neat. I don't like the game, but that is really neat. Um, things like
1: uh, there's there's a couple other games that have, that have done similar things that I, I find interesting, or at the very least when they when they are when they understand where they are.
0: Yeah or yeah, the do. witcher actually the witcher I, I enjoy uh not because the inventory is anything the inventory is still hammer space but your equipped items are shown on your body mm-hmm. and like your swords are on bandoliers and they're actually the bandoliers are actually modeled and rendered and the scabbards are actually rendered as scabbards so the sword they're they're, they're flappy when the swords aren't in them and when the swords are in them they're rigid oh nice yeah they're actually like scabbards. And the, yeah. the
2: the back hangers for his long swords are actually Back-hangers. back hangers. They're not just I put my sword on my back and it stays there.
0: Yeah, it's like it's actually he actually he actually tips them into the scabbards and puts them in. Like they the 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 scabbards are physical objects. They're not just a skin. Like
2: when, when when he when he needs to put his sword away he actually reaches back with his hand and holds the scabbard up so he can put the sword in it.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of interesting little details like that that I find fascinating and that really make the world more immersive, more immersive. CD Projekt Red have come a long way since The Witcher 1, and they they've, they've, they do great work. The Witcher 2 was beautiful. The Witcher 2 was fantastic. The Witcher 3 was even better. Yeah. Like, they, they, they do great work. Um, when I have the money, I will be getting the DLC for Witcher 3 and, and playing it. Uh, yeah, Inventory management is a, is a weird thing, and it's something that you never really think of, and... And when you take the time to detail it, I think it makes everything a little bit better. Like in even in pen and paper RPGs, when you have a GM that emphasizes inventory management and emphasizes that you don't have anything on you that's not in your inventory page, yeah, that makes it just a little bit more interesting, and a little bit more realistic. Um, might be a little bit more frustrating too because I don't think we've I don't think we've ever been that that much of a stickler on inventory. Like we always say, like you have arrows or you have. I I've, I've considered
1: it. But there it's always a case of why would I suddenly just bring this on you now just because well, it's a cool idea. And also things like tracking arrows can be a pain in the tukas. Yeah. But if you're like, oh well I'll just use my rope, do any of you actually have rope written in your inventory? Yeah. Um but and of course we have so many people who are used to RPGs where it's like I've written down everything. Yeah. I have a mirror, I have
0: but it's kinda of like why I like the Dragon Age system, because it gives you a certain amount of stuff to start with. Things that you, if you're not if you're not an experienced RPG player, you might not think of, or if you're used to having a lenient DM, you might not think of. Yeah. Uh, it says, okay, well, every adventurer starts off with a backpack, rope, candles, these things, a, a kit that has these things in it. And fifth edition does that too, where it has a lot of minutia that you get from your background.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: candles, ropes, things like that.
1: Bridles. Well, and I think that's more on the player to carry things that they use in interesting ways. Like I had a character who. Um, he had a mirror in my, I had a mirror in my inventory, and we got, I guess, a, a being that was using a crystal to blast people with heat rays, and I'm like, that's using light as a source, right? Yes. I pull my mirror out, and it was, I had something arbitrary <laughs> written into my inventory. Yeah. Because you could be forgiving on, oh yeah, you probably have, you know, this, you probably have that. A mirror is not something you have unless you've written it down.
0: Yeah. Or I, you know, I polish my sword to a mirror shine and ting, but, uh, you'd have to have the polishing stuff for that.
1: <laughs> well, and you'd also have to have the time. Yeah. And not being, being blasted fight. by a heat ray. Yep.
0: She mm-hmm. polish, polish, polish. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, that inventory system, I think there's a lot of room for inventory systems and physical feedback to go in hand in hand, too, really. Like if you're, I'm carrying has. so much garbage, I move so yeah, slow. Yeah, like if, now. If, if your inventory system has physical feedback, well, and that's the thing that
1: annoys me about the Dark Souls games is you can carry as much stuff as you want, but the moment you try to put it on, yeah, then it weighs you down.
0: It doesn't weigh. It does. It doesn't exist until you're wearing it.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: I have a bag of. I, he has a bag of holding. When it's out of the bag of holding, it weighs. It weighs something.
0: Yeah, but you never see the bag of holding. <laughs> it doesn't exist.
2: I did like in Demon's Souls that the light source was actually a thing. Like, every Souls game, your character has a light source. He emits light a little bit around him. In Demon's Souls, it was actually like a pendant a lantern. that
0: glowed. Yeah, a pendant or a lantern on you. Uh, whereas in everything else... In Bloodborne,
2: it's actually a lantern that you can put on your side. put on yep. your hip.
0: it is. And in Bloodborne, also, the weapons that are in your inventory that weigh nothing in your inventory weigh nothing when they're out of your inventory, too.
1: So, uh, so, to, so to clarify, I feel like all the things we said that were that are often poorly in, in, implemented are things that take control away from you. Random number generators, generators uh, are a thing you can't control. Real-time clocks have nothing to do with your skill. It's just passing time. Tracking literally forces you into something you what weren't we're doing before. What
0: we're saying is we're all control freaks. On uh,
1: the flip side, all the things that were good implemented were realism effects. Stamina management adds a level of realism. Physical feedback and weight adds a level of realism. Inventory management... Uh, as a level of realism. But it's also worth knowing that all of these things can be implemented in a way that they're done well, in a way that they're done poorly. Exactly. Like, you can do all the poorly implemented things well, and when they're done well, they give you more control.
0: Yeah. I, I think that I think that the, the way you implement them well is by giving you more control. By giving control you more control.
1: Whereas, when you do things poorly, like inventory management, it removes realism. When you do poor weight, it removes realism. Yeah. When you don't have stamina management, it's removing some realism.
0: Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And I think actually the way you do stamina management poorly is not necessarily by removing it. Because, like, not having stamina management is fine. Yeah. I think it's
1: it's when you. When you have hyper restrictive.
0: Yeah. When you have hyper, even hyper realistic stamina management. Uh, or, or, or where like, you have, like, like, Lords
1: of the Fallen, I can swing my sword twice. Yeah. Or even Dark like Souls lets me do more than that.
0: Super restrictive. I, I swing my sword twice and I'm out of breath. And I'm out of breath forever. Like I think the, I think that the, 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 the stamina management that I absolutely love is when they have multiple different kinds of stamina because that is that is the most realistic. I think we've, I think that, that about covers everything I think that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, so that that leaves us with the end segment, the final show news. great transition. Crowbar transitions are my favorite.
1: I was trying to summarize things up for you. We summarize. It's okay. And then you're just like <laughs> halt, move.
0: <laughs> so uh, lots of things coming up in the future. Uh, we we just finished our week of Halloween, which was very well received by a lot of folks. Everybody, everybody that that, is, that I've talked to has really you know really loved our Halloween sketches. Uh, people are really liking our long term our long form sketches where we were actually writing them out and, and taking the time to do something bigger, taking more than thirty seconds. Yeah, taking more than thirty seconds to make a joke. Um, so expect more of that in the future. Not not Halloween, but expect more of those long form sketches. Cause we <laughs> no, learned. do expect
1: more Halloween in the future. Expect more every Halloweens
0: year, every year. Not right now, though.
1: Um
0: this is the last full week that you guys will have of me on the stream and in other content because we are not forever (laughs) not forever well not forever but for a little bit until the end of november because for a week and a half starting next week which is half of november i will be gone i will be in victoria bc working at desert bus on the broadcast team um if you want to find out more about that, you can go to desertbus.org or go to Lone.com or you know listen to us on stream because we talk about it on stream a lot.
1: Or Google Desert Bust for Hope. Or
0: Google Desert Bust for Hope. Uh, and it's a while, great organization. It Hope is. And today. while I'm gone, for the While I'm Gone, there will be two podcast there will be two casts that will be recorded without me. I will be in a, I will be in absence. Couple actual um, plays.
1: A couple of actual plays. Some streams. Some
0: stream. Well no, the two actual plays that'll be for those two
1: I'll actually be in, because we'll be recording them this Sunday. Yeah, but the ones that we'll record for that one, that'll go up the two weeks afterwards. That's
0: true. The one that you'll record for that week, that'll go up the two weeks afterwards, I won't be in, so there'll be that. Um, that'll be fun. Anyways. Uh, do we
1: will still have content. There it will, will just yeah. be Sans Sense Taku. There
0: will also be two guys, one camera's going it'll, up. It'll those. be Sans, we'll, sans Taku. Be, yeah, it'll be Sans <laughs> Taku. There you go. Um, they will. We will still be continuing to stream, so if you like watching a stream you can push up tvslashandstaku check all of that out we will be having regular updates going out on my twitter feed on, at Johnny Bates, so you can check that out and, and you can also check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com so that has been us thank you all very much for listening and we will talk to you all later say goodbye everybody bye and goodbye.